Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, Tory MPs, they have been warned not to rebel against the government over Brexit. As, as you know, opposition MPs are uh, planning legislation to stop the, the no deal and the Tory hierarchy are worried about some of their own members and they're saying if you're not with us, you're against us and if you're against us, you're out. Uh, let me speak to Tom Kelly, who, who's writing in the Irish News. He's a, a man very much steeped in politics and political strategy and he's uh, available on, on the line. Uh, Tom, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Tom, I, I, I suppose you will say, going by the way you write in the Irish News, bully boys and the Tories, but this could be, and maybe is, excellent strategy for party discipline. Oh, no, I think from Boris's point of view, uh, it's, it's a good move in the sense that it tightens discipline uh, ahead of the shenanigans at Westminster this week because effectively he needs to rally every every single vote he can and deselection is the biggest threat you can make to an MP. But the other side of that is if some of them, like David Gawk, who um, has got reselected by his constituency association, some of these people could end up running as independents and actually destroying the Tories' chance of getting back into government. And do you think, are there enough big names there, like Ken Clark jumps to mind, are there enough names that would stand as in independents and cause bother for Boris? I don't think it's the sense that there will be many, but it doesn't take many, Frank, because we're talking about knife-edge uh, majorities in some places. If the Brexit party ran, you split the vote even further. A lot of what he is doing, uh, from what I can look, see at the moment, is that he is trying to stall the Brexit party's entry into any general election, because I think we're definitely heading for a general election. I said that to you last week, and I, I'm more convinced of that now. Uh, and therefore, he has to rally the troops. He also has to make sure that the Brexit party are not election-ready. So by ramping up against his own internal rebels, by ramping up against Parliament, he's sidelining the Brexit party in many ways, and Nigel Farage. So if he does call a snap election, they won't be ready to, to run. And if they, if they do run, they'll be in a very similar message to the Prime Minister. Do you get a sense that Boris is playing it cleverly? Or, you know, in, 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 your, in your headline today in the Irish News, you say Prime Minister has managed one thing, uniting his opponents. You know, if you, if you unite your opponents, then surely you're doing yourself a service well again not from boris's point of view i mean what he's done is brought all of the nonsense that's gone on for the past three years among all the opposition parties who are opposed to a hard brexit and are opposed to a non-deal have been very good at telling us what they don't want but not what they will agree on he has now forced their hand into deciding on a strategy and that strategy will unfold today uh, or tomorrow sorry when parliament uh, uh, resets and 
so from that point of view, yes, you don't want to be you don't want to be uniting your enemies at, at, at one level. But I think they've left it all too late, and I've said that this morning in the column as well that I, I think it is too late for uh, parliamentary challenge. I think there may be legal challenges which will be much more helpful in terms of slowing down the prime minister's timetable. Uh, but Corbyn has been forced off the fence at this stage, and I mean his his kind of dithering over the past three years has been largely responsible for Parliament's uh, inactivity. So if you were to set out a, a pathway, a timetable for the next number of weeks, how would you see things unfolding? Well, the MPs return tomorrow they, uh, and they're only going to be back for just little over a week because they were going to go into suspension anyway because of the party conference season. That's been extended by another two and a half weeks because of the proroguing of Parliament. So that's why I'm saying legislatively it's very, very difficult to see uh, what actually can happen unless there's some kind of no-confidence vote put down in the next eight, eight days, which would mean that Boris Johnson would then have to... Well, there's a cooling-off period, but effectively he would have lost the confidence of Parliament and he would be going to the Queen to ask her to dissolve Parliament and call a general election. When would you see the general election? What would the date be for that general election? Well, that's the, that's the $64,000 question, because effectively... Uh, it's preferable for him to go after the 31st of October, um, but it's also a grey area, Frank, because, you know, basically you're not supposed to take any big decisions. So if he did call a general election before the 31st of October, but then took the decision to leave the EU as well, that could lead to a constitutional crisis because, you know, by and large, politicians are not allowed to make uh, meaningful decisions uh, during a period uh, of prorogement, and um, the election would certainly qualify for that. They would have to go into a period of perda and the civil service effectively run the country taking no large decisions. So uh, it's very difficult. I I still think he'll do uh, a general election sometime in November. As far as these weeks are concerned, there'll be a lot of people getting hot under the collar at Parliament, both inside and outside. How, How fraught do you feel it'll become generally across the country? I think it's going to be very fraught and I think that we haven't really seen at this stage the outworkings of people's anger at how things will be witnessed because people will be watching this in their homes at night and while a lot of people are Brexit fatigued, I mean I'm sure you are as well, the reality is that when they see Parliament in disarray, when they see the animosity between the parties, people will become more entrenched and more divided, Labour and Tories. I mean, I saw, I saw a rogue interview the other day which basically said that people would be more, now, more upset now if their son or daughter married a Remainer or a Brexiter, depending on their political position. I mean, that's some turnaround, uh, if, that, if that's any way true. But you're going to see a rise in Scottish nationalism. You're going to see the Scottish Nats assert themselves much more strongly. You're going to see, with Ruth Davidson's exit, a very moderate, liberal, conservative unionist, uh, exiting Scotland, the Tories are likely to face decimation in Scotland, which might offset any gains they would make in England over Brexit. And what about here? Here, I mean, I saw that survey the other day. I, I, I can see some changes. Certainly South Belfast is a seat that's up for grabs. It's a 68% Remain constituency. So therefore, there's a huge opportunity uh, for, that, for the DUP to lose that seat. Uh, to the SDLP or to the Alliance Party. Uh, I don't see some of the other predictions uh, coming through. I think it's hard. I mean, the seat that I would keep an eye on would be Nigel Dodd's seat, 
uh, if the current Lord Mayor decides to run in North Belfast, I think that you could be looking at more pressure going in North Belfast. Though so you know yourself, these are, you know, sectarian headcounts. Uh, both sides will be out in force. And, you know, we see some changes occurring within Sinn Féin as well. We don't know exactly where they're taking us. Yeah, just on the reference there to the DUP, <coughs> you're talking about the Lucid uh, Talk poll, which we'll be looking more closely at uh, shortly on the programme, and the possibility that Gavin Robinson could lose his East Belfast seat, Paul uh, Gervin could lose his South Antrim seat, and Emma Little-Pengelly could lose her South Belfast uh, seat. This, of course, is all, all spec- speculation. But on the, on the ground, how do you see Northern Ireland playing out? Do you, w- w- have we got the ability to, to protest in a... In a in in a well-mannered way or not? Well, I, I think we have. There was a protest on Saturday outside City Hall, and it wasn't that well attended in fairness, which was a reaction to Boris's prorogement of Parliament. And I think this is where the Brexit fatigue element comes through. I think people have made their minds up in Northern Ireland. I think they'll take their ire out at the ballot box rather than the streets. Uh, certainly, if there's a no-deal Brexit, you'll certainly see some disruption along the border because a lot of the border communities will feel deeply impacted by this and you may see protests there and I think but all these protests will be within the law and I haven't heard anybody say that suggest that this should be anything else than just ordinary civil disobedience. And, and, and just finally Tom in relation to politics generally uh, Sinn Féin seem to have a little battle on hand with the uh, current northern uh, leader being challenged indeed. Uh, how, how do you see uh, that actually uh, p- playing out with John O'Dowd challenging Michelle O'Neill? Well, it's kind of remarkable because Sinn Féin is not really renowned for holding its battles in public uh, like this. And I suppose the last one really was Pedro to be uh, leaving Sinn Féin to set up his own party. Uh, you don't normally see challenges like this. I mean, Sinn Féin are a wee bit like the Catholic consistory of cardinals. You know, they like to choose their leaders and select them from a limited pool. So this one, effect, this is effectively uh, a challenge, whether it is... Um, basically somebody testing the waters for change or genuine disruption at grassroots level, it's hard to actually say. I, I suspect, given that no one has come out from senior ranks within the Sinn Féin party to actually say they're backing John O'Dowd means that his, his challenge is likely to be unsuccessful. But it is no, nonetheless actually significant uh, for the challenge. It, it's actually kind of remarkable. Is there much bad blood between the two of them? I, I, I wouldn't say so. I, I think that there's probably been, you know, if, if you're if you're a, a Sinn Féin member at the moment, uh, you have seen half your councillors been wiped out in the Republic of Ireland. You have seen a decrease in the vote of 30,000 uh, in Northern Ireland. You, you're about to watch perhaps uh, the return of uh, Derry to the SDLP again. All these things will be worrying developments for Sinn Féin in the North, which have basically ruled the roost on, on the nationalist side now for 18 years. So there may be those within Sinn Féin who are looking for a change of direction and uh, and also for, a, a, somebody said, a more Martin McGuinness-like figure in Northern Ireland uh, because certainly there doesn't seem to be much synergy between Arlene Foster and uh, Michelle O'Neill. John O'Dowd is a conciliator. He is someone who's proven that he can reach out. He was a fairly competent minister uh, while he was at education. So I think, uh, you know, there may be those who think what well, they could do a better deal. Tom, thank you very much indeed. Tom Kelly, that's how he sees it. Political commentator and writer, Tom Kelly. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.